This is your time to lit up with Angela Breidenbach. Lit Up is lighting up the literary world with book reviews, in-depth expert interviews, and ideas for you to design a lucrative writing career. Expand your imagination to enhance your life. Lit Up is always family-friendly, always good for your heart. Now, here is your host to Lit Up, Angela Breidenbach. I'm excited to share with you the Captive Brides Collection, nine stories of great challenges overcome through great love. The Captive Brides Collection has nine novellas written by nine different authors. Pick up a copy of the Captive Brides Collection today. Great historic romances, perfect for any season. You can get it online or at your favorite local retailer. Hi, I'm so glad everybody can be with me today because I get the opportunity to interview Allie Anderson of Allie Anderson Editorial. She has a background with HarperCollins and Thomas Nelson, and she has been doing a lot of branding help for authors over the years. And this is a person that I really want to pick her brain. So she's come on the show on Lit Up With Us so that we can pick her brain about how to best brand ourselves and our businesses and our writing careers so that we can have a more lucrative writing or creative opportunity. And if you're interested in being in the publishing industry, this is the kind of thing you want to do here on Lit Up, is have the opportunity to pick the brains of experts like Allie. Welcome to the show, Allie. Thank you. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Me too, because I want to pick your brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have started a new organization called Allie Anderson Editorial. Can you just give us an overview of what you do within this business, within your organization, so that we kind of know where to go for what different elements of our careers that you could help us with? Absolutely. So uh, my company provides everything from content development, um, developmental editing, substantive editing, ghostwriting, um, and then we move into things that are more marketing oriented like branding um, and landing pages. Those are my two big um, marketing efforts. Um, uh, marketing, uh, offerings. And so with the branding, what's really exciting is it kind of just takes everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, and it puts it in this beautiful package so that when you go to show anybody or um, talk about it, not only does it look great when somebody arrives at your website, but you're able to really speak about your own brand from an educated standpoint. Um, it surprises some people that it's actually a very difficult thing to talk about their own brand or their own content. So my job there in the branding realm is to help you clarify what your brand really is and to help you get that one definitive statement that describes you, who you are, what you do, and what you write about. So if we were to say, okay, I write all these different things. So this is one of the things that I think a lot of writers have struggled with is figuring out their brand because they have multiple interests or multiple maybe streams of income. Or So for instance, I write both historical and contemporary romance, but I also write 
cat comedy. Shh, don't tell Muse. He knows he's a feline, and he's, he, <laughs> he refuses to be called a cat. And, then, and I do a little bit of uh, devotional nonfiction as well. So because we don't have, you know, a million people that we can actually say, address this specifically to each one of these million people, I'm just going to ask, you know, for me as an example, if you don't mind, because I think that would be a really great way. And by the way, folks, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is because I am hiring Allie Anderson editorial to help me make sure my branding is more honed. It's like, I don't know if you've seen my website and, you know, I like my colors. I like the, the purple and the blue and a bright red blouse and, you know, things like that. And it speaks a lot to what I do, but you do more than just colors, you know? And so what is it that when I hire you, what is it that you're going to help me specifically specifically figure out knowing that I do all those things plus radio? <laughs> <laughs> Go, Allie! <laughs> I love this. Well, basically, you know, I think that what clients really appreciate is even what you just did is part of the process. It's really sitting with somebody who is completely just not, not associated with your brand and doing a brain dump. We sit together for one to two hours and we just talk about your brand. So you can talk at me. I don't have to be involved. I'll just sit and take notes. But what I do there is I, I really, I use these prompting questions that kind of help you hone in on what exactly it is that is that thread. You know, maybe the thread is the person that you're trying to speak to. Maybe the thread is... Um, you know, maybe there is one common thread throughout the things that you do. Um, but what I do is I take that brain dump and I make it make sense. It's almost like dumping out a puzzle on the floor and putting it all together. And so we together team up to go through a three-part exercise. Two of those parts are brain dumps. And the last part is that presentation of that beautiful branding document that not only shows you what your colors are and, you know, what your fonts are that you should be using and things like that. It also breaks down exactly who you are speaking to and how. Oh, I like that. So, <laughs> so if you were to um, brain dump on somebody who does write so many things, okay, um, and you asked me at one point, we were talking in the past, and you asked me, what were the words I would say, you know, would describe me or my writing? And I think I said something like, um, I, I'm very, like my tagline, I have my tagline. So I know it's always family friendly, always good for your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of a thing. So if somebody knows part of their go-to or part of their brand, um, how do you take that then and go further? Well, I mean, that's just really helpful if somebody has a jumping off point. I think really if somebody is feeling as though they need help with their branding, part of it could be that they've got a good grasp on some parts of it and not on others. And so that just kind of helps us get a, have a, a better springboard as we're having the conversation. You know, when we, when we start talking, one of the first questions that I ask, you know, of course we go through customer target audience and what these people are motivated by, but we also go through questions like what, 
when someone visits your website or, or picks up one of your books, what do they want? What do they want to get out of it? What's stopping them from getting what they want? And we, you know, we really analyze, we get, get down to the nitty gritty of who these people are, what they want, and how you are going to give those things to them. So a lot of it is about analyzing that end customer, that end user, how to, and how to access them. Where are they? What do they do? You know, what is their, what are our trends that they're susceptible to? You know, those are the things that we look at, um, you know, and, and try to, to take all that into consideration as we build out not only the aesthetic portions of the brand, but just how we're speaking to these people. Oh, I think that's really helpful because it, the hardest part is finding where those people are at for writers they want to find their readers and it's like how exactly so, yeah do you have tips that uh help someone think about those things before they meet with you to think about um what part of it do you mean um find like where would they find their reader because if you were to ask me you know where would you find your reader right now i would probably say my reader is uh, a facebook user mm -hmm. they're probably uh, 35 and up, um, mm -hmm. probably women with children or and or grandchildren. Uh, they mm -hmm. probably go to church, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. um, then I don't know. So, yeah. you know, what other what other kind of tips would you say to give to and why do I know those things? You know, that's mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here going because that's the feedback I've gotten when I look at who is reviewing my books or who is connecting with me or asking to be friends on Facebook. Um, I have an unusual small group of um, usually retired but um, U.S. veterans. And, wow. and you know who, who those, those fans are of Muse and Writer. Not, mm -hmm. not necessarily of my romances but mm -hmm. of my cat comedy. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like, how do you take those things, you know, and how do you help another writer who doesn't mm -hmm. know that about themselves or one who knows this little bit and say, okay, mm -hmm. how do you find those readers? Absolutely. And, you know, I will say it, it's not, it is not a 100% fact that I would not say to somebody, maybe you do need to consider a separation of your brands. You know, because you could be hurting yourself and by diluting the message um, if you try to put every single thing in one place. Now, you yourself as a brand, that is one thing. You know, you, you can create a brand underneath yourself as the umbrella. Um, and that's something that, of course, I advocate. But, I, you know, it's there. there have been cases where there have been such huge disparities between the different brands that I've said, you know, maybe we should look at doing two separate brands. Um, but to get back to your original question, I mean, really, it's all about the analysis of that customer. It's all about sitting down and brain dumping who will pick up your book, who will visit your website. And as you start to get to those things, and I and I say dig deep, think ages, I mean 25 to 37, think, get that granular. Um, 
think about what their interests would be, what their income would be like, even what their education level would be like. Um, those things can really inform where those people are going. And so if you think about it, not just Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those other social um, websites, I'm talking about even news sites that they would visit, like Reddit, or would they go to CNN, or would they go to Fox? You know, what type of personality do they have? Because a lot of those things do inform the way that they consume content. Um, you know, Reddit readers are people who don't need a lot of fluff. They like just uh, quick and easy information that's coming from the ground. So, you know, they're not looking at um, it's user based content. You know, they're mm. not looking for polished reporting. But a CNN user is often somebody who's a little bit older, who appreciates those polished pieces, who likes something that is well put together and has got that photo. And, you know, so so really it's it's all about getting getting digging deep looking at that customer and saying, how can I best speak to this person? What moves this person? Wow. I mean, just thinking about the difference in a CNN consumer or a Reddit consumer, mm -hmm. that's pretty astonishing to me. I mm -hmm. hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting here going, huh, I don't know. <laughs> Evidently, Allie, you and I are going to have a brain dump. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> I think that, that is really fascinating. Okay, so where can we find you online? So you can find me at AllieAndersonEditorial.com. Now I spell my name A-L-E-E, -E, and it's Anderson with an O-N editorial.com uh, so you can all that information is available in the show notes and all my services are right there on my website so you can uh, just look at everything that I offer in addition to these branding services thank you we'll be right back with Allie Anderson editorial and you can find me online at AngelaBreidenbach.com Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this. Does your past haunt you? Do you feel helpless sometimes? Are deep wounds still hurting your heart? Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at Angela Breidenbach. Com. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on toginet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. Welcome back to Lit Up. I am so excited that we get to go a little deeper with Allie Anderson of Allie Anderson Editorial so she can share with us even more about what it's like to work with her. So Allie, let's say we're going to spend the money and we're going to dive in, we're going to brain dump, and then 
it starts to feel for authors like ambiguous, like they just don't know where it's going. It's kind of like if you were to say to somebody, that's going to go to the cloud. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I am um, not that kind of a person. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a cloud. <laughs> I am not a cloud, and I'm also not somebody who... Um, who ever leaves anybody in the dark. Mm -hmm. So working with me, I, I think, and I've only received positive feedback, so I feel comfortable saying this, <laughs> is a really pleasant experience. Um, mainly because I, I take the anxiety out of the process. Um, by my estimation, people who are coming to me are coming to me because they have some level of anxiety about their branding. And that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> it, it does, and 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 the and the thing is, is that their branding, uh, therefore, affects their income and how they feel about their ability to sell themselves properly. Mm -hmm. So my feeling is. I want to take that stress on myself, which sounds like a horrible thing, but it's not because it isn't stressful for me because I have some distance from the brand, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. So yeah. I always say to my clients, you know, as they, it, you know, the first thing we do is have a therapy session about just how awful they feel. And I always say <laughs> to them, let take this as the moment where you let go of that. That stress is not yours anymore. It's mine. Um, and so that's the first thing that we do is we kind of talk through what this process is going to look like um, and how how exactly I'm going to take that stress away. And so to give a brief overview of this process, um, if you're okay with that. Oh, please do. You know, the first thing we do is we do a questionnaire. So as I explained to you, we sit and we do this brain dump where I will sit and ask a series of about 10 questions. We do this over an hour. And I say to my clients, don't stop. Just don't worry about what it sounds like. Just say it. And so um, we can I equate ask, that to a rough draft in a book. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I ask these questions and I tell them, I tell my, my clients, don't take notes. Don't don't do anything but talk. And so mm. I only stop them and I only, um, you know, take a pause when I hear something that's really resonating with me. And so and sometimes that gets us started down a track that's just really, really helpful. So once we hang up from that phone call, I sit down with my huge document, which is typically about 10 pages of notes. Um, and I whittle that down to the most important pieces of information. So by that time, um, we've got something that is a list of things that motivate your customer. And that's about three to four things. Although we've talked about 20 things, I weed it down to the four, three, four, five most important things. I present them with a list of five to six potential taglines. Um, I let them know what the vision is as I've heard it, who the customer is as I've heard it, um, the mission, the aesthetic, etc. as I've heard it. Um, at that point, I then take the liberty of putting together some social media inspiration websites that we could look at as well as some website inspiration uh 
things that we can look at to kind of start to guide and and mold the way that we're viewing the aesthetic in addition to the messaging. So together at that point, we will build a Pinterest board if that's something that works for, for you or others like to just do Google image search searches and we'll kind of put together some things that aesthetically look like they want their brand to look and feel the way that they want their brand to feel. So this is this happens over a one hour phone call, although we do continue posting these images um, a little bit further after. And, and, and honestly, it kind of just depends on what the client prefers in terms of when we do the aesthetic stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is something that occurs within this, this two call period. Mm-hmm. Um, after that's finished, what the client is presented with is a anywhere between uh, 10 to 20 page PowerPoint presentation that includes everything from the final vision, brand values, follower aesthetic, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, including a color palette, a texture palette. Um, their fonts, whether it's um, hand-lettered fonts, are included in my base uh, package, and so those are those are presented within this package. In addition to fonts for body text and header text, so what this document does is not only help the web developer who will eventually develop the landing page for your book or your website, but it also helps your photographers, your cover designers, your interior designers, because it provides all of the pieces that are needed to keep those things in line with your brand. So there, you have rights to use absolutely every single thing that I hand to you. Um, so the client really walks away with this thing that guides every person who touches the brand so that everything looks consistent. So there isn't one thing that comes from a vendor that doesn't match that aesthetic. And if there is something that comes from somebody who that doesn't match, you're able to identify exactly why. Um, Yeah, so it's been very, very helpful in a lot of cases, you know, where people um, have just had a hard time communicating with designers. Um, In my experience, designers are not easy to communicate with. They, and I'm sorry if there are any designers out there listening to this. (laughs) We'll have to get a designer for the show. (laughs) Um, You know, in my experience, uh, they feel as though they know best. Mm -hmm. And so, it is not easy to go to a designer without a very solid view of who you are and what your brand is because you will be bullied into potentially you know agreeing to an aesthetic that you're not necessarily comfortable with and so for me this is that tool that acts as the advocate for you in these dialogues mm-hmm. um Now, a lot of people do take me up on helping them with their websites. I have a partner um, who does websites, who does landing pages and more complicated websites, both templated and non-templated, so both templated and custom. Um, And so at that point, if we moved further into the relationship, what I do with the client is I become the project manager who works alongside them, helping them with copy and a site map, and then our web developer builds it for us. Um, 
Can I ask so that, what that kind of, this is exactly what everybody who's listening wants to know. What kind of a cost is involved when you're dealing with websites, landing pages, templates, custom? Absolutely. Well, I mean, listen, I tell my clients all the time, if you are web savvy, you can do it yourself. Squarespace provides incredible uh, tools that are really um, quite intuitive. So if you needed to do it yourself, you could. A lot of people are not web, sav web savvy. And if you're not, it is definitely within your, uh, it, it's to your benefit to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. So um, a landing page, which is really just a page uh, for a for your book, you know, so it's just a page that has uh, your book, uh, typically the giveaway of one chapter, your bio, and some other information starts at around $1,500. Mm -hmm. Now, if you get more, um, you, you know, if you get into a, a blog and things like that, that's when the cost starts to go up. Mm -hmm. Now, a blog, a blog site, website alone, that alone, you know, does not go up that high. I mean, that's around $2,000. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, you know, it is, it is in the thousands, but it's not, you should never be quoted anywhere near seven to $10,000 for a website like yeah. that. I think this is in the range of what mine cost to set up originally. Mm -hmm. Can yeah, you take a site like mine and just uh, say, here's what you need to do to tweak it? Because, for instance, I, I have a, an idea. I mean, I think it looks pretty good, but I think it's just too, um, too wordy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think if I were to take the side I have and just tweak it a little bit, you know, can Absolutely. you do stuff like that too? Because I think you're going to have, you know, people that are both um, needing help from ground zero and people who, like me, I've been um, traditionally or, you know, publishing for over 10 years and mm -hmm. in the novel stuff, mm -hmm. you know, so the website has gone through uh, three different morphs plus tweaks for 10 Absolutely. years, you know. Absolutely. And I'm, that is something I'm always willing to do, especially, and I'm happy to work with your own developer. If you have a developer who does your website, that's mm -hmm. something else that I'm very happy to do. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm a pretty flexible person. <laughs> um, but I, I just think that, um, you know, as I said, just, just my ability to be flexible and sensitive and really understanding and just letting, letting you give me the stress, I think is something that sets me apart from a lot of people in my industry, which is why I've started doing what I'm doing. Just cause I've, I've seen so many people bullied into doing things that I'm like, why are you doing that? And why are you spending that money? Mm. Um, so, you know, I just feel as though, in a larger sense, my role and the reason for starting this company has really been to just be an author advocate, you know, to just stop seeing people getting pushed around in this industry because it happens and not only pushed around, but disappointed. I mean, the disappointment that I see time and time again, you know, from people who have bought into these you know, self-publishing um, schemes, even to people who have been mainstream published and then just been disappointed by the output. Um, those things just break my heart. So I would say that's that's true because I've experienced um, all of the above and I've experienced great um, 
opportunities through both. So it's yeah. like you, you run the gamut, but these vanity publishers that take advantage and steal the money from the authors and then give them almost nothing in return, yeah. that just, it breaks my heart. It's horrible. It's and, horrible. Yeah. So it's, to me, it's really important to have somebody to say, no, 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 that is not a good value. Try this instead. Mm -hmm. That sense mm -hmm. of safety and security would be well worth it, you know, if I spent a thousand with you and it stopped me from spending ten thousand with somebody else, that would be incredibly worth it. And yeah. then you still have something quality to come out of it. Now we've got real quick before we go to break, where do we find you and how do people learn more about you? You will find me at AllieAndersonEditorial.com. It's A-L-E-E -E, Anderson with an O-N Editorial.com. And you can check on my services page for all the wonderful things that I offer. Awesome. And my name is Angela Breidenbach. And on social media, you can find me at Ange Breidenbach, A-N-G-B-R-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H. We'll be back right after this. Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this. I'm excited to share with you the Captive Brides Collection, nine stories of great challenges overcome through great love. The Captive Brides Collection has nine novellas written by nine different authors. Pick up a copy of the Captive Brides Collection today. Great historic romances, perfect for any season. You can get it online or at your favorite local retailer. Does your past haunt you? Do you feel helpless sometimes? Are deep wounds still hurting your heart? Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, The Treasure of Experience Today, wherever books are sold, or at Angela Breidenbach. Com. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on toginet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. So we're back with Allie Anderson of Allie Anderson Editorial, and I have just been soaking up her great ideas already, and I have a list of questions I'm going to be asking her because I'm hiring her. <laughs> <laughs> but Allie, you know, you said not only do you help be the author's advocate and you help with the website and the landing pages, but your experience in the past has given you the opportunity to also offer editing services. Is that correct? Correct. So I was an editor uh, for several years. That's actually what I went to college for at Emerson College. Um, I have a writing, literature, and publishing degree. So I've been editing for the past, oh gosh, 12 years um, professionally. And so I provide uh, creative editing, editing services. So that's content development, content assessments, uh, developmental editing, substantive 
Oh my goodness. Substantive. (laughs) (laughs) And even ghost writing. So, you know, I, I love to edit. I love to edit so much that when, um, you know, at, uh, Thomas Nelson Publishers, when we merged with HarperCollins and we became this, you know, part of the, the this publishing giant and editors in-house stopped editing, um, I started editing on the side. And that's actually when I started Allie Anderson Editorial was so that I could continue uh, editing because my editing, the editing part of my job was taken away when we grew. Um, we started hiring all of our editing out to third parties. So, um So yes, editing has been just, it's in my blood, um, as is writing. My grandfather was a writer. He wrote children's books and poetry and, um, you know, wrote poetry too. Really? Maybe they knew each other. (laughs) I don't know. My grandpa was born in 1883. (laughs) Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they did not. (laughs) Maybe, maybe they did not. Maybe they know each other now, but, um, yeah. So, um, And so editing is actually just another one of those great ways to become an advocate for my authors. You know, not only am I getting uh, my hands in their manuscripts, but I'm also helping them because of my background in marketing, looking for those saleable angles that they can use. Um, And that's not as hard in fiction, but sometimes nonfiction, if it's not um, something that is a very specific topic, sometimes those general self-help books it takes a little finagling to find that saleable angle. Mm. And so um, it really helps to have that background in marketing for in me as, as I edit, just because I'm able to say, Hey, here's your hook. When you get to the marketing stage, this is something that you really want to focus on. Um, That's really unique because there's mm -hmm. not a lot of editors who understand that. I think there's a lot of incredible editors out there. That's not, you know, what I'm saying. I've had some amazing editors, but mm-hmm. for for an editor to actually understand the marketing hook, that's unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's fun. It's also <laughs> really, you know, it's really fun to help authors dream about the end goal. You know, because I think writing a book and editing a book and doing all of it it is like slogging through mud. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. tough. And so, you know, I, I like to be the person to take that process and just make it a little less painful. Um, and some of that can come from just dreaming, you know, saying, Hey, I, I think I found a couple of hooks in here. So as we go over your edits, you know, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about what you and your marketing team can potentially do together. Just empower them that way. Because sometimes, you know, they do, you do get to your marketing team and it seems as though they're not really understanding what your book is. And so if you can go with some kind of background knowledge or something, you know, then you're able to speak from, from a more educated, from more educated place just about what your content really is. I think that there is some misunderstanding about hiring a marketing team if if that uh, that is something that you end up doing and people just assume that their book will be read by the marketing team huh. and I am here to tell you that does not always happen. I would say that it's rare for it to happen. It's really sad, but very often marketing teams go off of your proposal, your pitch, your summary, and they don't actually read your book. So um, it's very helpful when you, when you approach somebody uh, 
maybe number one, ask that question if they will actually read your book, but number two, uh, to make sure that you make them aware of those, of those angles that we've identified. And I would say also, um, when it comes to that kind of a thing, it does empower you to do some marketing on your own. Marketing is not rocket science. Um, and if we've completed an edit together and, uh, walked away with a list of ideas or just kind of thoughts on the direction, it can be quite easy these days with social media to market yourself. Very often marketing teams and, you know, the same way that publishing houses do require you to have a certain number of followers on social media in order to even accept you or publish you or whatever the uh, end goal is. And so, those very same things are the things that you would need to sell your own book and not have to give royalties to anyone or pay anyone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are, there are quite simple ways to do these things on your own. So if you are somebody who is getting to the end of writing your manuscript and you're kind of thinking about marketing, I would not rule out doing some things on your own to cut costs. I would not look at the marketing thing as a, oh dear, I absolutely cannot do this. You know, there are ways to either do consulting sessions that would give you better ideas of what to do for your book um, on your own. Or, you know, there there are just so many free resources online. So I know I went off topic there a little bit. No, no, no. Bit. In fact, I want to go there. Because I'm like, one. I have all these questions in my mind now about, you know, are there any marketing tips for somebody who is self-publishing that you would feel comfortable sharing on radio for our listeners? Well, I would say the number one thing and the, the, the thing that I'm, I would always advocate is just save money for Facebook ads. Um, Facebook ads are a great way to draw likes to your page and likes to your pages, pay, your Facebook page. Um, those are eyeballs on your book. And so I would say the number one thing is if you have a thousand dollar budget, I would take $500 of that budget. And I'm talking monthly. I know it's a lot, but that could even be for just, just the launch period of your book. And put that toward Facebook ads, put that toward Facebook ads, driving traffic to your landing page where people are getting that chapter and, you know, you're capturing their email address and you're, you're, you know, you're capturing that lead and you're able to hopefully turn that into a sale. And see, that's where I think everybody starts to get lost is because authors creatively write, but we don't know a lot about marketing and turning things into a lead and turning that lead into a sale you know that's the sales funnel and mm -hmm. most people are just don't even know how to do that what would you suggest then i write historical fiction let's just uh -huh. take that one so how would i know how to buy a facebook ad properly well it's not about necessarily about buying it properly it's about building it properly and so Really what you're doing is you're taking that information that you've gleaned on your own about your audience mm -hmm. and making sure that you in your as you build your Facebook ad, you're checking all the right boxes for that audience that you have already identified. So really, it's just about building it properly. And there are plenty of uh of resources online to do that. Even Facebook itself offers um, some good resources. And so I would just check, check that out there. And 
So yeah, I would make sure that you're uh, targeting those the specific people groups, write a line or two of compelling copy, which you know how to do, <laughs> and then set it up to run. And now the funnel really is getting them to your landing page where they will enter their email address and receive an email from you with that free chapter. And hopefully they like the chapter enough to buy the book. I mean, you know, really that's the simplest funnel there is. But building an email list is an important part of this. You know, building an email list is an important part of the future of you as an author. You know, you're, you, you want to have an email list who is used to hearing from you when release number two comes out, you've already captured all those leads and those are built in customers. Wow. So everything really does come down to building that email list. And okay, so here's the next question on that. Do you have a favorite email list provider? So, you know, there's a bunch out there and I've heard there's been uh, MailChimp and there's Constant Contact and there's something Web and uh, Aweber or something like that and MailerLite. And do you have a particular, what one do you use? We use MailChimp. I use MailChimp. I love MailChimp. Most of our site providers from WordPress to anybody who uses Squarespace on their own, they are so compatible. It's so easy to connect them that um, I would always, always, always suggest MailChimp over any other service. So I think the big thing that I struggle with is actually writing a monthly newsletter Anybody who's mm -hmm. been on my list has maybe gotten one or two this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Because you've got so many other things to do. Um, do you have tips to help a writer or a creative? Because, I mean, somebody could be an artist or a singer, and they need to be sending out newsletters as well. Tips for what should we include in those, in those newsletters that would be of interest to our readers and, you know, what what were you, would be your best newsletter tips? Truthfully, if you have a hard time writing newsletters, I would, I always suggest that my clients start with something personal, mm -hmm. maybe personal about their writing process and kind of just go from there. I think jumping off from a place of just real experience, really what's going on with you is not only beneficial to you because it gets the ball rolling, but it also helps your reader get to know you a little bit better. People love insider information. And so anything that you can share when it comes to building your, your or writing your next book or even making them feel a little bit involved, like asking a question like, hey, I'm stuck on this. What do you think of this? Or, you know, anything like that. Also, um, having a blog is very helpful. You know, if you have a blog that you write in, you know, twice a month, mm -hmm. your newsletter, all that's got to be is a little tiny snippet from your two blogs and just say, Hey, here's what's been going on this month. That's a very, that's a very easy way to get a, a newsletter out is just, here's an update of what's going on with me and something personal about you and your two blog posts. And then you're done. Oh, wow. Is there, <laughs> is there something special we should do for like book releases? So I know I know that there's people out there exactly like me who have I've had uh, three books released this year, and I think I sent out one newsletter for the first book. <laughs> 
what yeah. should I do in the newsletter? Because I've really had three without overwhelming my readers. Well, what I would say is that you need a concentrated campaign around the release. And so um, that would be something that would be have to be thought through strategically. Mm -hmm. But certainly you would want to warm up your email list and get them ready for the release and kind of work up to the launch. Um, also, utilizing the concept of pre-orders on Amazon is very important. A lot of people don't know this, but all pre-orders count toward first day sales on Amazon, which gets you a much better chance at hitting a number one spot in one of their many categories. Encouraging pre-orders is definitely a huge thing to do. Okay, on those pre-orders, let's say we we got them and we get, uh, I know in our, our book, Worthy to Write, we just got number two in mm -hmm. a category. Is that gonna be actually helpful to us anywhere if we didn't hit number one? It is helpful to you in marketing, even hitting number two, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Allie, I am so glad you've been with us today. Um, tell us one more thing, anything you want to make sure we don't miss about Allie Anderson and or Allie Anderson editorial. The only thing that I want to get across is just a reminder that I am a real partner and an advocate for all of my clients, that I am... I find that I am unique in that I am a very personable person to work with. I am somebody who holds the hand, I'm somebody who takes the stress, and I'm somebody who makes it better. And so if you are at a point, whether you're in your editing phase, you're even starting to try to write, or if you're at that branding stage and you're feeling frustrated and stressed and you don't know what to do, please get in touch with me because I will help you and I will take that stress away. Oh, thank you. And you are thank found you. at Allie Anderson Editorial, spelled A-L-E-E-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, editorial.com, correct? That's correct. Thank and you so much, Angie. I'm just delighted to have you. And we will have you back in the future because you are just a wealth of information. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so very much. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this. Does your past haunt you? Do you feel helpless sometimes? Are deep wounds still hurting your heart? Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at Angela Breidenbach com. Man, that'd make a good story. Or you should put that down on paper. But you don't feel like you can do it. Those fears in your head. I can't let anyone read my stories. Who cares about what I have to say? Who would read anything I wrote anyway? I'm not special enough or original enough. If those are the fears flying through your mind like a plague of locusts, eating up your confidence each time you sit down to write, all those fears and more boil down to one problem feeling unworthy, but you are worthy. God gave you a voice and all those ideas swirling in your head for a reason, to write them so that you can make a difference in the world, so that you can touch another person's heart. Let's tackle those fears together because you are worthy to write.
pick up your copy of Worthy to Write on Amazon in ebook or in paperback. It's from the Pencil Dancers team, Angela Breidenbach, Diana Lizier-Brandmeier, Liz Tolsma, and Jennifer Vanderclip. The Pencil Dancers are four published best-selling authors who share their writing life wisdom each week on the Pencil Dancer blog, www.penciledancer.com. We want to help you know that you're worthy to write. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. It's been really awesome having Allie Anderson with us of Allie Anderson Editorial today, but I wanted to also take a few minutes to share with listeners some of the concerns that are affecting the writing industry and your favorite writers. It's been very difficult financially for a lot of authors lately, not because they aren't selling their work, but because their work is being pirated. I'd like to encourage readers that if you want to support your favorite author in getting the books out that you love to read, be sure that you're not being pirated by these scam artists that are out there. What do I mean by that? There are what's been proven as click farms, and these click farms take other authors' work, they put it through what's called a thesaurus grinder, and this thesaurus grinder spits out essentially the same work, but it's been changed with some of the words. And then once those words are changed, they slap a new cover on it, put in a pseudonym or a new author's name on it, and then they put it up on something like Kindle Select, and they start promoting that book as the best and the most wonderful book that you should read, and it gets a, um, either a bunch of fake reviews or no reviews at all, but suddenly it's in way up high in the top 100 ranking on something like Amazon. Well, the problem with that is, first of all, just because something's gone through the source grinder, one, doesn't mean that that's going to be readable. Just because you change the words doesn't mean that they make sense together. Two, the work's been pirated. Three, some of that work has actually been ghostwritten, and ghostwriting in itself is not wrong or bad unless it's a hidden aspect that doesn't give credit to the author. This has also been a big discussion within the creative writing industry, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, what have you, even a lot of memoirs that are being done by famous people. The ethical, moral thing to do and business correct thing to do is to give credit to the writer, even if it's an as-told-to story. So a lot of these fake books that are being put out as a moneymaker without some real substance behind the writing or credibility in the writing. And this is a really big package to try to unwrap. It's like layer after layer after layer of undoing an onion to get to the bottom of pirating or this infamous kind of ghostwriting that's being done. The people that are being hired to do this, they just do a work for hire. Again, work for hire has long been an accepted thing in the industry, but it's not an accepted thing in the industry if it's being done for the sole purpose of click farming the book and if it's not good work. So make sure to not just read the reviews. Reviews are nice. Reviews are wonderful. They're golden if they're real. Every author really wants great reviews for their books, or at least very thoughtful reviews. I don't always expect five stars. Somebody might like the story, 
but not fully comprehend maybe the theme or maybe doesn't like one character but loves another. It's okay to be honest in your reviews. What's not okay is for people to create fake accounts and on these fake accounts without ever having given reviews for anything else they create a fake account so that they can give reviews to fake books so those can be raised up in the rankings and the real authors who are doing the work whose work has either been pirated or uh, thrown through a thesaurus grinder or click farmed away from their book the real book it's it's really painful and a lot of authors have lost a lot of income in the last year year and a half to some of this quasi-industry. So I'd ask you as the reader, you as the creative, to be careful and cautious where you buy your books and take a look inside the book before you buy. Just because you see a hundred five-star reviews or even five five-star reviews, some books really are that good. But look at the review. Look at the language that's used. Is it an in-depth or I really liked it a lot? Is it something that gives some substance to why that person liked the book? And is it a repeat of a review you've seen before? No one should expect a review. And yes, we do gift copies to people for the purpose of their honest review. Not a trumped up review that we have given them the words to or a requirement of a positive review. But you give a business opportunity to someone to give them the opportunity to review your work and say what they think of it. It's called influencing. It's not okay when you tell somebody you have to do a positive review. It is okay when you give a book in order for them to give an honest review. So take a look at a lot of those things around the book that you're interested in. Make sure it's a real book that's been written with real standards real grammar, really good story. And don't buy books just because they're in the top 100. Take a look inside at that look inside feature and see if it's been written by a real person or some sort of a meat grinder that throws words together and you don't even know what they mean. So I really appreciate having the opportunity to share with you some of the challenges facing creatives that write the art that you like to read, that write the books that help you through tough times. It's very important to all of us that our work be judged on the standard of the regular industry, the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears we put into creating it, and not on whether it's hit number one because somebody's been paid to slide down a row of uh, tablets or Kindles, switching the pages on it, but never really reading the words on the page. A lot of these click farm books have been created off of pirated copies, like I said, but then they hire someone for really, really low wages to slide up and down a row of 20, 30, 40 Kindle or e-readers just flipping the pages so they get paid the page reads that Amazon pays to authors when their books are read. So if click farm books are getting that pay, your favorite author's not. And it makes it hard for them to do the everyday things like you do, pay their bills, put gas in their car, make sure they've got food on the table for their families. And as one of those most important things that everybody wants to know, 
How successful are you as an author? Well, you know what? There are a very few super uber rich successful authors. The majority of authors hold second jobs, work really, really hard for their pay, and work into the wee hours, whether they get up super early before work, they write for 15 minutes at lunch hour, or they write really, really late into the night in order for the rest of life to continue. I'd like to ask you to support your authors, the authors who work hard to put out the dreams in their hearts, the dreams that God's given them, the talent that God's given them, and the skills that have been honed through real work instead of buying into the click farm things and checking out whether those reviews are real or not. Thank you so much for listening to me and for giving me a chance to share with you what's happening in the industry so that you too can be safe, not be click farmed also, and not have your credit card stolen by some of these other quote-unquote free PDFs that are floating around out there. Be sure that what you're buying is really what the author intended to write and really what you intend to buy. So in this way of staying with supporting the arts, support your favorite author by buying real copies of their real books. And I hope that this will give the industry a beautiful future so that we can keep creating gorgeous pieces of writing, of art, of music, of movies, all these things for you to enjoy as well. This is Angela Breidenbach, always family friendly, always good for your heart. Thank you for being with me. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on toginet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career. Thank you for joining us on Lit Up. Light up your literary world. Expand your imagination. Enhance your life. Lit Up will be back next week with another great conversation. Join us, won't you, right here on Lit Up. There's no place I'd rather be.